from Corner to Corner proudly presents the Mount Rushmore's of Wrestling, where we talk about heels, faces, tag teams, and many things more. Here are your hosts, Sean Kuyper and Neil Payne. Da, 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 da. It's the top five. You're fired. Oh, sorry. That's, that's <laughs> Where did that come from? Well, I, you kind of had the... the the VKM oh. growl going on. So I was sitting here thinking, man, it's it's the Mount Rushmore of wrestling plus one today, right? It is. We're finally here. We're here. Ten long weeks. Ten long weeks. Counting down, drawing some emotion, drawing some fire, spitfire, hatred, love. Bringing the heat, though. But here we are. We have five names left on this list today. Top five! Top five! Top five! That's three. Top five! Top five! So here's what I thought. I think we're just, we'll just change it. Just put these names on the wheel, and we'll just, we'll just randomize them down that way, and we won't even worry about it. We should have just done that the whole list. We should have put all 50 names on the wheel and just spun it. What a great idea. Let's start all over. All right. Forget you listen to all these. We're going to start all over. Welcome to the Mount Rushmore Top 50. We're doing number 46 through 50 today. <laughs> oh, man. That is, an, that is an interesting idea, though, for the future. So, for something else, maybe. But, man, here we are. Here we are, I'm, buddy. I'm excited. I mean, I'm excited too. We finally have parked the car, turned the ignition off, got out. I mean, we're into we're we're into a national park right now. We're we're close enough now that we can literally take a picture of the Mount Rushmore. One hundred percent. And um, you know. We tried to figure out a way to just end it with the four, but the only way we could have done that would have had to been like the top 48 and counted down 12 episodes of four or right. something like that. It just didn't make sense. Right. So doing it five a week just makes sense. So we just, the fact that our truth is number five on the list is, you know, just, just kind of part of it. Yeah, right? I mean, and then Brooklyn Brawler comes in at four. Right. Gobbly Gooker at three. Right, and then uh, T.L. Hopper. <laughs> I don't even know who that two. is. <laughs> and Reverend Slick comes in at number one, baby. <laughs> All right, everybody, we'll see you next week. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Your homework this week is to go look up T.L. Hopper. <laughs> T.L. Harper? Hopper. T.L. Hopper. T.L. Hopper. Okay, yeah. I have no idea who that is. So, here we are. Ready. Top five. Top five. I think I'm going to go first. No, 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 no. That won't happen. I've gone first every single week. Maybe minus one. But every single week. And as Nelly says, only one can be number one. Two is not a winner. Three nobody remembers. I want to do number one. No, 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 But I want to go first. No. I put my foot down. Okay. Listen, I got kids. Your tears don't bother me. <laughs> All right? 
I just put my foot down. I can't get my foot off the table now. Gonna, I kind of feel like Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> just don't look at my toes. <laughs> Your COVID toes. <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, fine. Roll with it, then. You do number five. Trust me, I'm going to. And then I'll do four, three, two, and one. All right. <laughs> so, starting at number five, we got. Show, show, show. I think I'm cute. I know I'm sexy. I got the look that drives the girls wild. See, I'm Sensational Sean. That's why I should have went first. But Sensational Sean walks down and chaps. Do you want to do that? I mean, I've never wore chaps before, but I guess I can see what it looks like. (laughs) All right, guys, if you haven't figured it out by now, number five is the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. Who I still say is Mr. WrestleMania. Undertaker will always be Mr. Mr. WrestleMania, regardless. Just because he wrestled in more of them doesn't mean that that's why he's Mr. WrestleMania. Regardless of what the WWE tries to have you believe. Okay. So. HBK. Shawn Michaels. Literally. Two different careers. Revolutionized professional wrestling. Yes. All it took was Marty Jannetty trying to get away from Shawn Michaels and running through the barbershop window to split him up as a tag team wrestler and send him on a path of... Superstardom. Yep. He was a great heel. He was a great face. He was a great singles wrestler. I mean, great is the only word that I can think of when you think about Shawn Michaels. Right. And we got the build up to Shawn Michaels. 96, he accomplishes his boyhood dream winning the world title. He has a he has a pretty lengthy run there. Unfortunately, he has an unfortunate accident at the Royal Rumble, breaks his back, drops the belt to Stone Cold Steve Austin. We think Shawn Michaels' career is over. Not so fast. As you just said, two Hall of Fame careers. He comes back four years later to basically do a farewell match. Non-sanctioned, no-holds-bar farewell match against Triple H. Does it? Back feels pretty good. Maybe I can do this longer. The dude comes back and wrestles the end of his career. Yeah. Till the Undertaker finally retires him at a career versus career match. No, streak versus career match at WrestleMania. In back-to-back years, go down as two of the best matches of all time. Yeah. Shawn Michaels is one of those performers that, I mean, if you're going to do it, you might as well be the first, right? And a lot of matches, he was the first. First ladder match, first elimination chamber match. First Hell in a Cell match. First Hell in a Cell match. First guy to win from the number one spot in first the Royal Rumble, right? First guy to win from number one. Shawn Michaels is so good. Yeah. And there's... I mean, my favorite match... Is the unsanctioned match that she was talking about. Yeah. And we've talked about it on the show. Yeah. I mean, the fact that he came back after being gone for years and and his back being in the mess that he was in. Mm -hmm. And to come back and, and have that match and then continue on. I mean, he retired Ric Flair. Don't try to get me emotional. (laughs) 
Isn't that what we're all about is doing emotion? We are, but I may cry like a <laughs> babbling idiot in a minute. Yeah. I mean, he was a part of DX. He founded DX. Yeah. He uh, was DX. Yeah. And, and you know, DX was two different DXs. It was. Right? You had the Attitude Era DX that was raunchy and, and yeah. wild. And then you had the comical era with him and Triple H. And that was just as good. It was. Because it was so funny them just being pranksters. Right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, and HBK is one of my favorite wrestlers ever. One, one of the best of all times. And, I mean, we talked, we touched about a, a, a tad about it. They never really got the opportunity to be tag team gold in WWE. But Marty Jannetty and Shawn Michaels prior to WWE was one of the the best tag teams out there. The Midnight Rockers. Yeah. So they 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 were good. So or if I mean, you play eighty eighties Mania wrestling, it's the Neon Express. <laughs> right. Chet Sky. <laughs> so yeah, that solid way to start off this top five. Number five, Shawn Michaels, the Heartbreak. And then there were four. Now we're looking at those rocky faces. Yeah. And, uh, man, looking at these four names, there is so much gold. I mean, our Mount Rushmore is made of gold. I mean, they're the greatest of all time. Yeah. And uh, this was tough. We talked about these names a lot. Well, we did. And they may have switched places, but these four never fell out of the top four. Right. I mean, our top four was the same top four from the very first time we talked about. The only thing that was different was the order. Mm -hmm. But it was fairly easy for us to agree on this order because when you think about it and when you hear it, you're going to understand why. Mm -hmm. Right? So, to no longer hold them off. At number four, we're talking about the you can't see me loyalty, hustle, and respect, John Cena. I wish I could roll my tongue. That would have been a I mean, John Cena is one of everybody's favorites. He's man. I mean, he just came back this year at SummerSlam and had everybody thinking he was going to beat Roman Reigns. Yeah. And both of us thinking it. And, I mean, John Cena is by far Chase, my son's favorite wrestler. Every time that song hits, it lights his face up, mm -hmm. man. And he absolutely loves John Cena. And, you know, he's a 16-time champion. Multiple... He, he held tag belts. He held the U.S. belts, Intercontinental belts. I mean, I mean, his work as U.S. champion with the open challenge he did every week. Yeah, was some of the. It made the WWE's version of the U.S. title relevant. Well, and he he basically opened the ruthless aggression era. Ruthless aggression. When he comes out and gets up in Kurt Angle's face and challenges him, and he goes. Oh. Kurt Angle's like, what are you going to do? Who are you? Yeah, he goes, I'm going to beat you with ruthless aggression. I am John Cena. 
and I'm going to beat you with ruthless aggression. Now, at that point, John Cena didn't have a future. He did not. Because John, that character of John Cena was never going to work. Nope. And then we got the the Doctor of Thugonomics. Yep. And it was all over. It was all over after that. Mm-hmm. And then he eventually migrated into the what we what we know now. He's given more Make a Wish than anybody than anybody ever. Mm-hmm. JBL <sighs> calls him Big Match John. Yeah. John Cena's not involved in a match that isn't a big match. Right. Five moves of doom or not, John Cena makes every match a big match. John Cena hadn't wrestled in how many years prior to SummerSlam? It'd been a while. Did he look like he was rusty in the ring? Nope. If anything, he was tired. He was tired. Because the match went way longer than we ever expected it to go. Right. But, man, he looked... Just like he'd looked forever, mm-hmm. right? And that just shows you why he is Big Match John because he can put the big matches on. He can. And he took a beating from Roman Reigns. He did. And he just kept right on ticking. He sure did. So, I mean, I cannot – I mean, I know people can look at this and go, well, Shawn Michaels should be on top four. Taker should be on top four. I mean, really, to be honest with you, you could make an argument for all of our top ten to be on the top four. But if John Cena is the fourth, I think we all know who the next three are. Well, here's what I'll tell you. John Cena has done something that the other three have not done. He was the face of a company. For 15 years. Yeah. In an era that everything you do is on television yeah. or on social media. This dude was the face of the company for 15 years. Yeah. He gets he gets a lot of hate because he's been so successful and he's had such a long career. Listen, people hate on him because he's great. You can't, you can't, you shouldn't hate greatness. He was the face of the company in the transition, I would say in a transitional period, right? WCW was gone. TNA was just kind of getting started. They were coming out of the Attitude Era. And, you know, we had to get away from the Attitude Era because that's just the way society was. And he managed to keep the company going in a time that, like we said, was transitional. Mm-hmm. Who else during that time frame was going to carry it? Nobody. Rock was gone. Austin was gone. Taker, you know, was, I mean, he was at this about halfway through his career at this point. Right. You know, but Taker was never going to be the face of the company. Nope. You know. He's he, a dead man. Yeah. Um, I mean, WWE needed John Cena. And we've said that WWE will never have another star bigger than John Cena. Right. And we still believe that at some point in time, John Cena is going to break at seven and break at sixteen and 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 be the the record holder. I don't know when it's going to happen, but a lot of people believe to think that it that it will happen. I am one of those people that believe that. Yeah. But 
Number four, big match, John Cena. Yep. Well, coming in at number three, and it's a good segue that you just said, or maybe it was I that just said, that there will be a, there will never be another star bigger than John Cena. Well, prior to John Cena, people thought there would never be another star bigger than this guy, and that guy is the biggest drawing wrestler of all time, none other than Stone Cold Steve Austin. I mean, you see memes on the internet of people saying, well, you can't hear pictures. And it's like, oh, yeah. And it shows a picture of 1990s, late 90s Raw and Stone Cold's. A piece of glass with the Austin 316 on it. Well, on the Titan Tron, yeah. you see Austin 316. And I can still, to this day, tell you exactly what that sounds like. Yeah. That's the closest thing that I think we have gotten to a Road Warrior pop. Yes. Is late 90s, mid to to late 90s, Stone Cold Steve Austin making his entrance. This dude had a successful career in WCW. Was in line to make a main event push. And they fired him over the phone. He goes to ECW and starts a little bit of a career. He wrestles Mikey Whipwreck. I think everybody in that time was was wrestling Mikey Whipwreck. <laughs> but he got the ability to cut promos in ECW. And he had cut promos in WCW, but not like this. Basically, Paul Heyman said, here's the mic. Go out and talk to him. And he would just tell him he was fed up of trying to be who they wanted him to be. He comes out, gets signed by WWF, comes out as the ringmaster with Ted DiBiase. He always looked uncomfortable as the ringmaster. So, the curtain call happens. Triple H loses his push. Steve Austin is the next guy in line. Of course, we know how he came up with his nickname. And we've heard the nicknames that it could have been. Yeah. And we're glad. I think his wife is the one that actually came up with Stone Cold. It was. And then he cuts his Austin 316 promo at the King of the Ring. And it was off to the races. Mm Mm-hmm. He got so over so quickly, sold so much merchandise, the likes that they'd never seen, but they had never seen before. The next night after he cuts his Austin 316 promo, the, the arena is filled with Austin 316 posters. The following week, it's filled with Austin 316 shirts. It runs rampant. They couldn't make them fast enough. Couldn't make it fast enough. He's still two years at this point away from winning the world title. Yeah. His run, while it was He's not, not even a face at this point. No. He's not even a main event player at this point. Right. While his run, in when you look at it in, in comparison to others, wasn't that long. He, he wasn't the face of the company for 15 years. Right. Because he, unfortunately, got hurt. Right. A lot. Between his neck and his <clears throat> knees, he was, he was yeah. done. But... About 96 to 02. I mean, he like a six-year period. Yeah. 
There's never anybody that has ever been that hot, that over, sold that much merchandise, was that big in any span right. than Stone Cold Steve Austin. Right. He was legitimately one of the biggest stars pro wrestling has ever seen. There, there are two that we have ranked higher. Neither one of them were the draw that Stone Cold Steve Austin was in that six-year period that, 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 that he was on top. Is the... Is the Austin 316 promo the greatest promo of all time? Almost has to be. And it, and it, and it wasn't long. The only other one that comes to, top, to my mind of easily off the top of my head is the Dusty Rhodes uh, Hard Times. Yeah. That, I mean, in all honesty, when I think of promos, it's the only two promos that I can think of right. that just immediately come to the top of my head. Right. Stone Cold Steve Austin... 100% changed pro wrestling. Yes. He was one of the driving forces that brought the WWF through the 83 weeks, through the Monday Night Wars, to see him through on the other side. And Vince struck gold, on purpose or not, with Stone Cold Steve Austin. He yeah. is one of the biggest stars that pro wrestling has ever seen. And the whole work that he did with Vince made him who he was. Yeah, because at at that time he was he was the he was the blue collar worker who hated his boss, and his boss hated him, and made his life a living heck. I mean, he basically and, was the modern day common man. Right. Right. I mean, he just wanted to drink his drink his daddy sodas. Wanted to go hunting, wanted to be left alone, wanted to come to work and do his job. Yeah. And Vince. He's still like that. Played off that and was like, here's what we'll do. We'll turn you a bigger star by making people hate me even more. Yeah. Yeah. And it worked. Uh, it, and boy, did it ever work. Yeah, it did. It did. It was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. So, number three. Stone Cold Steve Austin. See, the whole reason I wanted to to go first is because I really felt like that you would want this guy. Right? I I do. But I also want the next guy, too. Right. But number two is none other than... Woo! The Nature Boy, Rick Flair! Space Mountain, baby. <laughs> Man... I don't know what you can, I mean, what can you not say about Ric Flair? And I know that people, as soon as we said Ric Flair, they know who number one is now. Right. Okay. And they're like, how? We'll tell you. We will tell you. Ric Flair is the greatest wrestler. Yes. Of all time. Yes. Ric Flair is the 16-time world's heavyweight champion. Yes. Ric Flair carried the world's title during a time when it meant something to be the world champion. Where when you were the NWA world champion, you traveled around the country. Matter of fact, around the globe, defending that title against every promotion, every territory's best of the best. There, when there was 20... I feel like it was 22 territories. I think that number sounds right. Back then. And... 
the NWA champion, that title was defended in each of those territories. Mm -hmm. Now, each of those territories had their own champion. The NWA championship was a whole different thing, right? Right. I mean, it, the NWA champion, Ric Flair, is coming to Bowling Green, Kentucky to battle Jerry Lawler in right. USWA wrestling, right? right? Champion versus champion a lot of times would, right. would, would be that kind of stuff. Or he would go down to Texas uh, against the... Um, Against, against one of the Von Erics. Yeah, the Von Erics. And, and just, like, that's the way it was. Well, and 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 it's not like house shows today. Flair would go an hour. Yeah. With with whoever it was. Yeah. And most of the time, they weren't that great. Right. But he would make them, he would make their champion look super strong. Right. And, and, and to this day... Him and Dusty had the greatest rivalry. Yeah. I, I, to me, I don't think there's a better rivalry. The greatest feud of all time. Yeah, because it was real. Mm -hmm. It was emotion. And, I mean, Dusty chased him all over the country. Mm -hmm. And we've talked about how when Dusty finally won. It was over. It was all over. You know, and what people forget about Rick is that when he debuted in – and won the WWF world title in 92, he was 42 years old. He wasn't a young cat. Right. 42-year-olds now are at the end of their career. This joker wrestled legitimately another 15 years. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people, I'm sure they, they know, but, you know, he was in a plane wreck and almost died. Yep. And he wasn't this guy. Nope. Before the plane wreck. Nope. After he comes out, he lost weight. He was rambling Ricky Rhodes before yeah. before before the plane crash. He wanted to he wanted to be Dusty Rhodes. Yeah. Comes out of the plane crash, lost a bunch of weight, modified his entire look, and changed his name. And the rest is history. Ric Flair is synonymous with pro wrestling. He uh, led the greatest faction of, of all time. He was the, if not the greatest heel of all time, because that's up for debate, and I think it's between him and Vince McMahon as the greatest heels of all time. He's, like I said, he's one of them if he's not the greatest. Mm -hmm. And his in-ring work, Speaks for itself. Of course, you know how I feel about Ric Flair. Right. Anytime I talk about Ric Flair, my hand cramps. <laughs> right. And I walk with a strut because I love Ric Flair. Ric Flair was the first heel in professional wrestling that I ever really liked. Dirtiest player in the game. Would do anything to win matches, and that came through. That draws emotion from people because the bad guys aren't supposed to win. Right. Okay, that's not the way that our minds work. It's supposed to be the white hat guys come in and save the day. No, -uh, not so fast. Ric Flair. That's why the feud with Dusty was so real. Yep. Because, like we talked about, they're chasing each other all over the country, right? Because they travel. These guys wrestled every night and twice on Sundays, and and was traveling all the time. Yep. 
And every crowd they were in front of, they were Dusty Rhodes fans. Yep. And they wanted to see Dusty win. And see, the difference between then and now is, is there was no social media. Right. So they could wrestle in Evansville, Indiana tonight. Uh-huh. And go to Nashville tomorrow, or Knoxville, or ten, or Bowling Green, or whatever, match. and have the exact same match because they're in front of different people, mm-hmm. and nobody knows that. The right. only way that it, that you would have known is if you had a friend that was in Evansville and he called you and said, "Man, what a match!" You know, right. but it had to be you had to find out in the wrestling magazines that would be a month from now, right? Right. Well, they've done wrestled twenty more times since then, right? So it's it was just so different then. Yep. And I and I think that's why it was so raw and right. so much emotion. Man, it's giving me the goosies just talking about it. Yep. Look at that. Look at that hair just stand up on my And the the crazy part about it was is you know, I I I was 10, 11, 12 range when when, when this was all around. I mean, you were just 2 3 years old. I mean, so it's just I remember seeing that type of stuff. And when we went to WrestleCade and we saw, you know, Jeff Jarrett and, and Jerry Lawler and Bill Dundee, man, I was a kid again. Right. I mean, it was like I was 10 years old watching my heroes. Jeff Jarrett was my first favorite wrestler. Right. And uh, so, I mean, definitely you can see where the emotion comes from. Right. Right. So, we've told you. Ric Flair is number two. Yeah. So at this point, you figured out who number one is. Right. And we talked early on that our top four. Unless, of course, you just don't understand wrestling. Right. We talked early on that our top four remained the same guys. Yeah. Pretty much. But their places changed. Ric Flair, for a lot of our conversations, was ranked number one. Right. And you could make strong cases. He was number one on my list from from the very beginning. Right. And you know how I feel about Ric Flair. But pro wrestling wouldn't be what it is today without our number one superstar, our number one performer on our Mount Rushmore top 50 wrestlers. And that guy is Hulk Hogan. Right. Not because of his great wrestling skills. No. And 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 I think his his moveset compared to John Cena is very similar. It's big boot, couple punches, Body slam, leg drop. Yeah. But when you're over, as over as Hulk Hogan is, you don't need a lot of moves. Yeah. He doesn't have, you don't want Hulk Hogan wrestling 60 minutes every right. night like you do Rick, Rick he, Flair. He was an international superstar. Superstar. In the late 80s, early 90s. Again, we just talked about, there was no social media back then. Right. Like, so when he was on TV, all the time. He was the guy and he was a he was a big guy, tan, muscular, ripped, just the guy that was like, Oh, that guy's really good. I just can yeah. look at him and tell he's really good. Yeah. He's well spoken, could cut a great promo, funny, all the things you wanted the face of the company to be. He definitely I mean, cause before then you had guys like Bruno San Martino, great wrestler. You had guys like Bob Backlund, great wrestler, as your world champion. Mm-hmm. Look at them compared to Hulk Hogan. 
Hulk Hogan half, is nothing. Half the man, basically. Basically. Hulk Hogan is nothing like those guys. Right. WrestleManias don't work if Hulk Hogan's not involved. Right. Right. Because nobody wants... Listen, Bob Backlund, great wrestler. Nobody wants to watch Bob Backlund versus Roddy Piper. Right. Nobody wants to watch Bob Backlund versus anybody, to be frank about it. I mean, WrestleMania 1 was, you know, wrestling and rock and roll. You had... Hogan and uh, Mr. T against uh, Piper and Paul Orndorff, right? I wore okay. a shirt home from WrestleGate. Yeah. From WrestleMania three, Hulk Hogan and Andre. Right. The body slam heard around the world. Yeah. The immovable force versus, versus the, the irresistible object. The, the irresistible force versus the immovable object. Immovable object. That's yeah. That, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Hulk Hogan was made from that point. Yeah. It started at WrestleMania 1. WrestleMania 3, him slamming Andre, made him, and it put pro wrestling on the map. Yeah. Pro wrestling needed a figurehead, a godfather, so to speak, as this is pro wrestling. Ric Flair, while he could wrestle and he could talk, he didn't really have the look. He was flashy. He didn't have the Hulk Hogan look. Right. Hulk Hogan ushered in the new era of pro wrestling. And this is all before he has his second career. Right. Right. Yeah, this is all WWF. And then he goes to WCW, winds up turning heel, NWO was created. And he has a whole other career. Right. We've talked about Hulk Hogan at length mm-hmm. in these six months, right? Or five months, whatever it's been at this point. Our first show was on Hulk Hogan. It was. We've talked about Hulk Hogan with the NWO. We've talked about how Hulk Hogan had a lot of creative control. Mm-hmm. And how he called the shots. And on, how oftentimes he couldn't get out of his own way. Right. But the reason that all of that transpired is because of how much of a megastar mm-hmm. he was. Mm-hmm. And... When we talked about this Flair versus Hogan thing, the argument that you had was, would wrestling be today what it is today with only Flair versus only Hogan? Mm -hmm. If Flair had never existed, we're still where we're at today. Or close to it. Or close to it. Had Hogan not existed Pro wrestling probably isn't a thing. Right. It's 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 still done. It probably is a thing, but it's still done in high school gymnasiums. It's not on the worldwide scale that it is now. Yeah. And yeah. and 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 I honestly think that's because of Hulk Hogan. Yeah, because well, for one, WrestleMania doesn't work. Mm-mm. Vince McMahon goes bankrupt. Mm-hmm. And there is no WWE. And and without WWE there probably is not professional wrestling on the scale that we know it. Right. Probably still living in territory days. Right. So those are the reasons as to why we ultimately chose to put Hulk Hogan at number one on our list. And while you say Jeff Jarrett was your your first childhood hero, Hulk Hogan was mine. Yeah. and And I've said this on this show before, that still to this day I can watch Bastard to Beats 96 and see Hogan turn heel. 
and it feels like my heart gets ripped out every time. Yeah. Because I was a Hulkamaniac that I was, you know, I was doing what Hulk told me to do. I was saying my prayers. I was taking my vitamins. You know, I always believed in Hulk. Hulk was never out of the match. He was always going to Hulk up. Yeah. And then he turned on me. Yeah. And he stabbed me in the back and he looked at me and said, hey, you can stick it. Yeah. Crush me. When you can get that kind of emotion out of an 11-year-old kid. Right. Because he believed in you. You you, you know those goofy uh, those goofy photos you could take where your face was superimposed <laughs> on a body? Yeah. I used to do them all the time. It'd be, it'd be Hulk Hogan every time. So it's me like, Arr! and it's my face on Hulk Hogan's body. When I had my when I had my uh, my Hulk Hogan wrestling buddy, I was always Hulk Hogan. When I was playing with my action figures, I was always Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan always won. Those figures don't work. None of that works if you don't have a person like Hulk Hogan. Right. He was he was bigger than life. Bigger than life. So for that reason. What you just said. I think that's the perfect wrap-up. Hulk Hogan, bigger than life at that time. Without Hulk Hogan, professional wrestling is not what it is today. So, number one on our Mount Rushmore top 50 performers, Hulk Hogan. And just like that, it was over. It was done. Just a recap. Number five, HBK. Number four, John Cena. Number three, Steve Austin. Number two, Ric Flair. And number one, Hulk Hogan. The Hulkster. So, I mean, obviously the last show is going to be our longest one, right? (laughs) We're almost 40 minutes in. But there's a lot of information that has to be unpacked on, on this one here, which we expected this one to go a little bit longer. But, man, how much fun was this? It was a lot of fun. I, uh, like you mentioned several episodes ago, we knew the li- we know the list. That's the only thing that we prepare. Mm-hmm. Everything else is completely off the cuff when we do these shows. Yep. And that's the same way when we do any of these shows. When right. we were doing the wheel each week, we knew what topics were on there, but it was random as to which topic we were going to get. Right. And the information that we come up with is always off the cuff and always genuine. And I think that's an awesome way to be able to do that. What's that say about our our brains, the fact that we process all of this stuff and we remember all this stuff, but it's like once you talk about it and you just kind of relive it. Right. And uh, I think that's so special. So I hope you all have enjoyed this top 50 list that we've done over the last 10 weeks. When we come back next week, we're going to start the and more part of our show. We don't really know what the topics are going to be yet. We're going to spitball some topics, yeah. put them on the wheel. The wheel's going to come back, baby! Yeah, the wheel is coming back next week, and uh, we'll see what it is. We're just going to try to do some some random stuff. Movie topics, sports teams, food. The options are limitless. Limited. yeah. So... All right, man. Send us out on our sponsors, and uh, we'll be we'll be out. Like to thank Heiner's White Bread, Darren's Dashing Dinners and Computer Repair, and Red Claws from Crouch Family Bakery. Guys, we've had a lot of fun with this top fifty. We'll see you.
next week. Stay safe, friends. up this episode of Mount Rushmore of Wrestling. Tune in each Wednesday as we discuss our Mount Rushmore of Wrestling and more. Be sure to like us on our Facebook page and click us a follow on the podcast. Until next time, this is Sean and this is Neil. Stay safe, friends.